0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Thursday's episode of All Canadian. Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill here, and we are entering Week Three of CFL action. Some great games on the on the table for this week. Ottawa's back in action. Montreal. We'll see Week Two. Wade, what's going on, dude? How are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm geared up and ready for Week Three. We got lots of movement going around with quarterbacks. People unsure. People definitely out. We can confirm some of them. Uh, Definitely uh, not great that we're going to be missing starting quarterbacks, but luckily the backups in some places are Canadian.
0: In Calgary? Are you referencing Calgary there?
1: Yeah, but before we get to that, just give us one more moment because we'd like to thank Sada City Brewery for sending us another lovely shipment, which includes the Mimosa
0: Tropical Storm. We do love those Tropical Storm brews. Oh, I'm excited to try this one.
1: Me too. I'm, uh, I'm ready to dive in. There's also the Maple Tart uh, as well. So, you know, Butter Tarts, Maple Tarts, you can always uh, get me hooked with sweets. You guys can get anything because Sawdust City offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. This August, CFP listeners got our extended promo code, but this time it goes under CFL as we have gotten underway in the season. Maybe next month it'll be U Sports. How's that? Maybe. But go over sodacitybrewingcompany.com any shipment order over $100 using our code it will get you free shipment. Unfortunately, it is available to Ontario residents only, not
0: nationwide at the moment. Must be of legal drinking age. And as we get back into football at the as we get back into football, are you geared up for game day? Head over to fox40shop.com for Fox 40 gear, whistles, coaching boards, and more. While you're there, use code CFP15 at checkout for 15% off of your order. Gotta love all those products that they have over available at Fox40Shop.com, helping you to get back into the game. And we are going to jump back into week three of CFL football action here. Some news and notes to start it off, and some big news, major news coming out of BC today.
1: Yeah, it, right after we're going to finish recording, it's going to announce starting at 11.15 Pacific time. So it's like four o'clock here, three o'clock here in Ontario. We're going to be done recording by then. But for you guys listening on Thursday, yesterday, the new ownership group was
0: announced for the lions. And at the time of recording, yes, we have not watched or seen the announcement yet. So we don't know who it is, but we do know that a new ownership group will be taking over for the BC lions. So good news coming out of the league, good news coming out of the West Coast. Unfortunately, a province over, some not-so-good news coming out, of, coming out of Alberta, specifically in Calgary. Bo Levi Mitchell has a broken fibula, landing himself on the six-week injured list. But that does mean former T bird, Canadian U-Sports quarterback Michael O'Connor, and I left out Vanier Cup champion as well. Michael O'Connor will be making his debut for the Calgary Stampeders. We did see him in action at the end of the 2019 season for the Argos, threw around 170 yards, and had a touchdown as well. So very excited. Through the first three weeks of CFL action, we have now seen two Canadian quarterbacks making their debuts.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately for Bo, that might explain why some of the interceptions were thrown last week. He was playing on a broken leg, uh, kind of like Greg Jennings, carrying the team, trying to put the team on his back. Unfortunately, didn't have the same result. But uh, with Bo, like, that's so unfortunate. It happened in week one, tried to play through it, realized, you know, I can't do this. Uh, so it looks like it's going to be a month of Canadian quarterbacking. I'm okay
0: f- with that. Wow. And it remains to be seen. I mean, it, it's dependent on his debut. But if you name him the backup quarterback after training camp, and if you're head coach Dave Dickinson in Calgary, you got to be pretty comfortable with what you've seen from Michael O'Connor, not only to name him as your backup, but to steal him from the Toronto Argonauts and bring him in to your organization.
1: Yeah, I mean... Michael O'Connor, he's been a backup for a couple years, and he's going to get his shot now, and maybe this shot is what he needs to show a team, hey, I can be the starting quarterback in the CFL. Maybe Ottawa might like to take a look at him, or maybe Arbuckle doesn't work out in Toronto, and Con- O'Connor gets to go back in. You never know. Like, There's so many teams that could have quarterback movement at the end of the year, and if O'Connor has a strong month, maybe they go 3-1, and 4-0, and That could say a lot next year in free agency when he looks to potentially become a starting quarterback.
0: Hopefully we will see him become a starting quarterback. We will see him become a starting quarterback in week three. Some more bad news, though. On the injury front, Shaq Evans has landed on the six-week injured list as well with a broken foot. Significant loss for the Saskatchewan offense. However opens the door for guys Don't like... Don't
1: spoil it. Don't spoil it. We've got Valley Village coming up for the fantasy picks this week. Don't spoil it. Okay?
0: Okay, I won't say anything, but it opens the door for some certain receivers to come in and make some plays. It does,
1: and we're going to move to the NFL for a couple things here. Uh, quickly, Liram Jairalahu getting a tryout with the Dallas Cowboys. We saw him get a tryout in the States, but unfortunately he had visa complications last year, so he had to forego his opportunity. This year, though... Dallas looks primed to sign Liram Hyra Law, who uh, that would be a big pickup for them. They'd have Neville Gallimore as well, the Canadian D-lineman, who unfortunately is going to be out four to six weeks with a dislocated elbow. Sustained it in the week two preseason game against Arizona, where Chris Schevler was playing. Lots of CFL connections in that game. Uh, But unfortunately, he uh, he is out. We forgot to include that in last episode's news block, so... Uh, Gallimore out four to six weeks so hopefully he can get back and uh, contribute for that Canadian player of the week.
0: Yeah that'd be nice to see. Unfortunate to see him out but he does have a bit of rest time. There's still some NFL preseason games going on so he will miss those. Hopefully he's back early in the NFL season because it's always nice when you flip on the TV on Sunday afternoon to watch Canadians make plays left right and center in the NFL. So Hopefully Gallimore is okay. Dislocated elbow, not something that sounds very fun. I know after throwing a few footballs in the driveway, or sorry, I know after throwing a few footballs on the street, my elbow gets pretty pretty sore throwing them with you. So couldn't imagine a dislocated elbow back into CFL, or more specifically, I guess Toronto sports news. MLSC has mandated that vaccines for all areas and restaurants will be mandatory, including at BMO Field for Argo's games. So if you want to be in the Real Sports Bar and Grill, if you want to be in any MLSE stadium, you have to be vaccinated. So this is the first vaccine mandate for stadiums that we've seen in Ontario. Yeah, and it's not going to
1: take place until mid-September, but it is a move in the right direction. Uh, I think Dave Naylor tweeted out, Ottawa should be soon to follow. So that will mean four cfl teams vaccines mandatory it's the right move i mean you got to think we're packing thousands of people in you've got so much staff so many workers so many fans that you want to keep safe and are trying to protect and the safest way to do so is to ensure that people are vaccinated and it's been a while but at this point if you aren't vaccinated needles in arms you want to end up like the states where they're re-implementing mask mandates shutting down slowly State by state, region by region? No. Nobody wants that in Ontario. I don't know how many no more lockdown signs I've seen that I just kind of roll my eyes at because if it's a no more lockdown, then we need to get f- people vaccinated and fully vaccinated. One shot does not do it. You need two. Get your second dose if you haven't. I'm sure there's tons of bookings, tons of availabilities. If you haven't, start Go online, book. There's so many places near you that are going to. All these vaccines are tested, scientifically proven to be more effective. Please, vaccines in arms. Let's not go backwards.
0: I like watching CFL football. I like watching football. I like watching U sports football. And I certainly want to see the high school kids have a season as well. Please, please, please. Can't preach it enough. Book it, get it, get that needle. Have to imagine that Ottawa is going to follow suit like Naylor said, but if, Auto, but if Ottawa starts to follow suit, does that create a domino effect in Quebec, just the province over for the Montreal Alouettes, They've, or even further west here well, in Ontario he, for Hamilton?
1: Uh, he had included the Alouettes as one of his four teams, so when I said Tuesday, I wasn't sure.
0: It's confirmed. I, right?
1: I'm pretty sure, 99% sure, <laughs> that the Owls are included in that, So it's and he said Ottawa is soon to follow, so... Ottawa is going to make the right move. I know that. I I trust them wholeheartedly. Uh, Ottawa as a city has been very proactive in COVID protection. Uh, I would love to see Hamilton do the same. It would also help for that region to boost their vaccination numbers. So it's the right move. It's tough to see people upset with it. But if you're upset with it at this point, I I don't know where you have been living for the last year and a half.
0: Nor... Nor do I. Nor do I. Some news coming out of Toronto again with the Argos We're just gonna this stay time, in Toronto. not the, the province. Rest, the
1: rest of it's in Toronto, mainly Argos now. All
0: Argos, pretty much.
1: Odell Willis, cut, released. He wasn't really playing that much anyways. Sean Oakman actually has played quite well for them as well, so that helps. Ryan Dinwiddie, unsure of who's going to be his starter in Week 3. Nick Arbuckle, taking the majority of Team 1 reps, though, in practice as we go through. Uh, honestly, Dinwiddie, it's, it's got to be Arbuckle, right? Like, he's the guy. At this point, you you know who he is. Like, he's healthy. He's ready to go. He showed so much poise and control. I know there's two turnovers. Oh, well, it was late game. Let him have a full game because the offense looked just as threatening with Arbuckle and I think there's more availability for downfield plays
0: I agree when Arbuckle came in late in the game against Winnipeg last week there was a notable there was a noticeable shift in their style of play they looked a little bit more aggressive they were able to push the ball downfield a little bit better no knock on MBT his first game and a bit were good he played well But Arbuckle, you brought him in for a reason, and if he's ready to go, especially in your season opener in front of this Toronto crowd who has wanted and longed and waited for CFL football for the better half of a year and a half, I think now is the time, if he's good to go, which he looks to be, to say, yep, we are riding with Arbuckle to start the game under center week one. And if he comes in and you don't like what you see or he's not able to push the ball – you still have a reliable backup quarterback you're in McLeod-Bethel-Thompson.
1: And you're still going to be tied for first probably because the Owls can't can't pass you with two wins. So for the Argos, like you're in a great spot to try it. If it doesn't work, you can go back to McLeod and keep rolling. I mean, you're on the back-to-back of home-at-home uh, home with Winnipeg. You've got to try something, right? You're going to try and shake it up somehow. So, And calling in the booth on the radio broadcast – the shortest retirement known to man, Natea Jay is going to be part uh, broadcasting alongside Mike Hogan for the Argos. I, I love this move. I think it's going to be fantastic uh, for them, for the city, and for the listeners. He provides a lot of insight. He's a fan favorite as well. It never hurts to be that. Uh, so, congrats to Natea Jay and the Argos broadcast team.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be tuning in for sure. I mean, I'm excited to see how it's going to sound. I mean, it's going to sound great. His insight, like you said, is is always awesome. Does a phenomenal job with, with his all-ball podcast. And it's always – I always like when former players are in the booth because it gives you that added insight. You know, if there's a play that was designed really well – he can then go, okay, it was designed well because of X, Y, and Z, and really break it down. I mean, I know you only have a limited amount of time to do that on a radio broadcast. It's pretty quick. But, you know, these former players in the booth, it's an asset to have. They know the game. They've seen the game. They've lived the game quite literally. So excited for that broadcast booth of Nitea J and Mike Hogan.
1: Yes, and on that note,
0: let's move to Connor's Covers. Dun-dun-dun. Don't call it a comeback because I'm sure it will not be this week.
1: Uh, what are you now? Well,
0: I can't do math as we learned last episode. I believe I am 3 and 8 against the spread right now. 3 and 8
1: against the spread. I think you're uh, pretty close to even on
0: Doing a props. little better on the player props. Yeah, certainly.
1: But new week, new chance to redeem yourself. Edmonton at BC BC is a four-point favorite over the
0: 0-2 Edmonton Elks. Connor, who are you taking? Edmonton is playing their first road game of the season. BC back at home. Michael Riley, assuming is going to be under center now for the BC Lions. He looked great against the Calgary Stampeders, threw for 342 yards. I don't know. (laughs) Part of my heart wants to take the Edmonton Elks. I feel like they've just got to eventually get a win somewhere here. They've looked good. I know I got killed for this on Twitter a little bit. I know. I know they haven't been able to score the ball. That is the issue with the Edmonton Elks. They cannot score. They've been to the red zone six times and only have one touchdown to show for it. But they're the best passing offense in the league They have the best ground attack in the league in JWJ, who's looked phenomenal through his first two games. Wide receiver room is loaded with Darrell Walker, Shai Ross, who's come on strong. Armani Edwards is looking pretty solid as well. Greg Ellingson, I think you need to use him a little bit more effectively and and efficiently. Now, in saying this, BC has looked equally as incredible. Michael Riley, his arm looks fine. I don't really have any questions there after week two. Maybe durability still a little bit if it is nagging, but we'll see. Lucky Whitehead and Brian Burnham are both over 200 yards. Lucky Whitehead has, I think, three 30 plus yard catches on the season now. He averages 22 and a half yards per reception. What? Not to mention that they have Dominic Grimes sitting there as well. So. I don't know. This is uh, It's a four-point spread, BC at home. You got to pick. I'm going to pick Edmonton to cover the spread. We're not picking wins. I'm picking against the spread here. I think Edmonton's defense, they have a fast secondary. I think they'll be able to run with the BC Lions. As many yards as Michael Riley put up last week against the Stamps, he threw no touchdowns against a... Mediocre Stamps defense, mediocre Stamps secondary. I think Edmonton is going to be able to cover the spread here because I think their back end is solid enough to not necessarily negate those wide receivers, but handle the wide receivers.
1: And we will see if that comes true on Thursday night. A late game, but I'm sure it will be a big one as BC gets their home opener. Next up on the docket, the Owls. The 1-0 Owls at the Calgary Stampeders. Michael O'Connor starting first career game as a stampeder. He will get the nod. Are the Alouettes uh, going to take this one? It's a one-point favorite.
0: Yes. Yes. Confidently. The Montreal Alouettes I'm picking in this game outright to win the game. I know it's a one-point spread, so it's basically a pick 'em, anyways, but I'm going Montreal in this game. I think Michael O'Connor is going to look pretty good but it's his first game in there for the Calgary Stampeders. Montreal's defense looked pretty good last week. I mean, there's still some work to be done there, but their offense looked very good. Jake Wieneke, early candidate for catch of the year. VA had a game. B.J. Cunningham had a coming out party. And William Stanback, right now, looks like the most aggressive runner in the CFL. I think he's going to be able to beat down this Calgary defensive front seven, he runs the ball very hard, and that wears on a defense over the course of a game. I like Montreal in this one, especially Sands, Bo Mitchell for Calgary.
1: All right, let's move it into Ontario. We finally have sporting events with fans back in the province. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers coming down to Ontario for the home at home with the Toronto Argonauts. Winnipeg is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Will we see Nick Arbuckle or McLeod Bethel-Thompson? We don't know, but who are you taking in this line?
0: Winnipeg dominated the Argos last week. Dominated the Argos last week. Are you expecting a repeat? I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just clarifying. They dominated last week. However, Toronto is going to be at home. They've seen Winnipeg once now, and I think Dinwiddie is a smart enough head coach that his schemes are going to be able to be creative now, knowing what Winnipeg kind of likes to run and likes to do. It's always tough to go back-to-back back and come out 2-0. So I don't know. It's a 5.5-point spread in favor of Winnipeg on the road, which, again, another kind of nod to how good the Winnipeg football team is. I've heard rumblings that Harris – is, you know, looking good. I don't know if we're going to see Harris this week, but Brady Oliveira as a running back more than acceptable. He's the second leading rusher in the league right now after coming off a 121-yard debut. I got burned for it last week. I got burned for taking Toronto. And I feel like this week I'm going to get burned for going against Toronto, but I'm going Winnipeg by a touchdown this week. It was a 30-8 to eight victory last week. I think Toronto is going to come out and play better but I don't know if they're going to be able to kind of close the gap this is you know a good team playing a great team so we'll see all right let's go quickly through the next
1: bunch here the auto red blocks coming off a bye week going to the current MOP candidate am I okay to say that with Cody Fajardo you want a big line this is a big line Saskatchewan is a 10 and a half point favorite at home, third straight home game for the Rough Riders. Ottawa, 120 ish yards in their season opener. Are you going to take the 10 point line or are you
0: going to hedge your bets? I have no idea. Part of me is like, man, 10 and a half is a lot. But the other part of me is like, well, there was something in the air that night against Hamilton. It was Fajardo who had a freaking game two touchdowns throwing, one touchdown rushing, 66 yards on the ground, some 200 yards in the air. Ah, man, I don't I really don't know. Ottawa's offense doesn't really hasn't, I guess it's only been one game, but they haven't proved anything to me. 71 yards of to, of passing offense is abysmal. 10 and a half is a lot, but they absolutely hammered the Hamilton Tiger-Cats at home by more than ten. So if they can do that to the Hamilton Tiger Cats You're going double what digits. Are they gonna be able to do against the Ottawa Red Blacks? I am taking Saskatchewan at ten and a half. I'm gonna be bold. I, I wanted to do it week one with BC. It would have paid off. I kicked myself for doing it. So you know what? I need to I need to make up some ground here. I'm really falling behind in the covers to start early. I gotta be bold. I gotta be bold. So Sask. Sask, ten and a half. Alright, quickly, player props just in and
1: out. Darrell Walker over, under, five and a half receptions.
0: Over, I think.
1: They've been moving the ball very efficiently with him in the quick game.
0: I, I really think the over is going to hit on that one too. He's at eight, eight receptions game one, five receptions game two, but he's had a hell of a lot of targets, so yeah, over. Willie Stanback, your guy, over, under, 78 and a half rushing yards. Against the Calgary front, over. You can go he, over had on some, he had 100 some against Edmonton, who's every bit as good on the defensive front seven as Calgary. So I'm saying over.
1: And Michael Riley getting his second straight start against the Edmonton Elks. 268 and a half passing yards.
0: I'm going under on this one. I think. No, no, I'm not. No. Oh, you're doing it. You're going over? I'm going to go over. I, I was about to go under and then make a point about the Edmonton secondary, but the wide receivers in BC are just so good. And there's just so many of them that if Burnham's covered down, you can get the ball to Whitehead. If Whitehead's covered down, then Burnham's likely open. And if neither of them are open, Dominic Grimes is probably open to downfield somewhere. So I don't know. There's just there's so many targets to throw the ball to in BC that I think Michael Riley has no choice but to go over.
1: All right. That concludes Connor's covers. Edmonton, Montreal, Winnipeg, Sask, and three straight overs on Darrell Walker's receptions, Willie Standback's yardage, and Michael Riley's passing yards. So Connor's got his picks locked. He's hitting submit. I don't know if I feel good about it, though. It's okay. It's done. It's done. <laughs> What's done is done. Uh, let's move on now. Value Village time. We're going shopping for some value picks. Let's go to
0: Fantasy Row. Here we go. Who's your first guy here for Value Village? You're walking down the aisles. You need a wide receiver. Who are you coming up with? Well,
1: because of the Shaq Evans injury, somehow this line has not moved for his pricing. Braden Lineus. I think I hit him last week at 2500 It has not moved at all in his pricing. He had some good catches uh, towards the end of the first half, I think, for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders last week. Now that Shaq's out, there's a void to fill. He is the guy in the slot who is going to do that. He's the big body. He can run fast. He's not afraid to go over the middle. I think he's gonna see a big step up. Cube Braden and Linnaeus to fill that Shaq Evans void. I at twenty five hundred. I you have to you have to throw him in.
0: I did. I started him this week. I started him last week and it's paid off so far. Now with Shaq Evans out, I'm I'm really liking Linnaeus on this one. You've got a quarterback on this list, though. Is it is it the Calgary quarterback? Is it the first start for Michael O'Connor? Yeah, and with Bo out, it's really
1: good value to get a starting quarterback at five thousand dollars. I'm not sure how he's going to fare. I have no clue. He he could be abysmal for all like for all I know. But at five thousand dollars, you're you're getting like half the price. Like I have Michael Riley slotted in because I think he's going to have a big game. He's almost ten grand. Like. I'd be paying half my money to go in with uh, Michael O'Connor this week. So if you're really looking to fill out the rest of your roster with studs, go with Michael O'Connor. $5,000 lets you play so much more with other
0: amounts. Somebody has to throw the ball on the football field, and well, in this case, it's Matt Michael Nichols O'Connor. Nichols didn't
1: really throw the ball in week one, so not necessarily someone has to, but I think Calgary will. That's what I'm gonna <laughs> I, so I if you're going to say. I don't know how it would
0: start sit. You're sitting, Matt Nichols this week. That's what you're saying. Yes. Did you see what they did to
1: <laughs> Jeremiah Masoli?
0: Yes. And they
1: made Nathan Rourke's life a living hell in the first half as well? Yeah, no. I, I would definitely sit and avoid Matt Nichols. Third up, though, Daniel Braverman, Toronto Argos, 13 receptions, 92 yards so far on the season. Uh, six and a half grabs a game. 2,500, same value as Braden Lennius. He's clearly the guy that's going to work and move the chains for Argos. He's not their downfield threat necessarily, but he's getting a lot of opportunities, a lot of targets to make plays. Uh, I really like the value at 2,500 for a guy that's catching six balls a game, right? Like, it's pretty good value. Uh, so that concludes our shopping trip for this week. We're going to go with Lennius and Braverman at 2,500. And then if you really want
0: that cheap value on a quarterback, Michael O'Connor at 5000 I believe, too, Brady Oliveira is still pretty cheap for a running back, so might want to look at picking him up this week as well. But, yes, we are out of Value Village. We have spent all our money. We have one big thing left to knock off, and that's what
1: one thing Connor and I want to see happen in week three. Connor, what's
0: your one big thing? For the love of God. God, can the Edmonton Elks please find the end zone this week? Please. That's what you want to see? You want to see antlers across the goal line? Not even selfishly. Like, just, yes, yes, I want to see antlers cross the goal line, but not selfishly. Be It's just football is more fun when teams are scoring, and the Elks have not been able to do that. Like I said, electric offense Over like 700 yards, I think it's 727 total yards of offense. Trevor Harris leads the league in passing. James Wilder Jr. leads the league in rushing. Darrell Walker is third in receiving yards, but they can't score. They just can't. They can move the ball up and down the field all day long, but when when they get into the red zone, all of a sudden – They cannot work with a 20-yard end zone. I don't know what it is. You have 20 yards from the goal line (laughs) to the back of the end zone to score, and you just haven't found a way to do it. Yes, I would like to see the Edmonton Elks score the football. They do. I think they do have the defense to back it up. Yes, I know they played an absolutely grotesque Ottawa Red Blacks offensive unit in Week 1, which may skew their stats a little bit, but Outside of the stats, when you're looking at the tape, that defense is pretty damn good. Betts and Botang on the edge create pressure. Their front seven gets pressure, which allows guys like Minty Rose and Grimes to make breaks on the ball and make plays. And their secondary looks really fast, which I like a lot. I just want to see them be able to reward good defensive play with offensive touchdowns and get in the end zone because Shai Ross looked amazing. Darrell Walker looks great. Jones looks great. Use Ellingson a little bit more effectively and efficiency. That I will come. I that will. Didn't come. like the the red zone call with Ellingson, but they felt comfortable with it in practice. Obviously, it worked in practice for them to be able to implement and play that in a game. But you know, Trevor Harris and Greg Ellingson have been best friends since 2016. I have no issue with you know that connection. But when you're trying to run a spot up. Find the zone timing route type offense where everything is reliant on timing and depth and pushing that ball to those hot spots. There is going to be a bit of a break-in period with a whole new room of wide receivers. But that's going to come and I think once Edmonton can find the end zone and find it consistent consistently, they may, 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 let me express that. They may be a scary team i'm not saying they're gonna win the gray cup everybody relax but i don't think we can cast them aside just yet please edmonton for dear god and for the sake of keeping me out of the heart clinic at kgh in kingston find the end zone (laughs) well no guarantees this
1: week as we know bc has been a pain for some from some offenses so It might be a slow burn for this one, but you might get to see it. That's why it's your one big thing. As for me, I'm not looking for a team to find the end zone. I am looking for a specific player to find the field. That is Nick Arbuckle. I want Nick Arbuckle in. I want Nick Arbuckle to play well. Like, I'm talking 265 passing yards, two touchdowns, however you get them. Take your pickings. Two rushing, two passing, one of each. Does not matter to me. Maybe one of them is receiving, for all I know. Two touchdowns, 265, and a high efficiency in their passing game. I don't want you going like 10 for 30 and just slinging the ball, trying to hit deep route after deep route. I want work done over the middle, short game, then take your shots. Knowing Ryan Dinwiddie's offense after the first two weeks will probably get a high efficiency. But we know the hype around Nick Arbuckle. We know that he's healthy. We know the weapons they have. It's time to put it together at home, opening up BMO Field. 15,000 fans available. Whatever's there is going to feel like 20. I want Nick Arbuckle in. I want him to play. I want him to play damn well. And I want them to look back at McLeod Bethel-Thompson and say adieu. We bid you adieu, good sir. Go and hold the clipboard. It's Arbuckle time. Arbuckle down. And let's get rolling. I think it gives them a great chance to win this year. As much as it pains me to say it, I would really like to see the Argos contend with Arbuckle at the helm.
0: With Arbuckle in, should they choose to go with Arbuckle, do you think that will open up Eric Rogers a little bit more? We haven't seen too, too much from Eric Rogers yet. He had that incredible grab on the two-point convert. And he's been, like, when you look at his numbers, he's been serviceable he's been getting targets and you know making the most of his targets but with a quarterback wide receiver duo that are comfortable together do you think Eric Rodgers will be targeted a little bit more maybe even in like the safety valve sense
1: uh you know they have that connection I'd love to see it unfortunately we don't get Breskison in either uh because he's still waiting on test results for his injury but you know yeah I want to say yes, but it depends on the scheme and how they're looking to use Eric Rodgers. I feel like he's going to take more shots to him downfield, uh, but as far as underneath and in intermediate routes, I'd like to see it. I really would. Eric Rogers has been a huge big body presence for them, and uh, getting him more involved is only going to benefit them.
0: So I want to see the Edmonton Elks find the freaking end zone. Wade is looking for Arbuckle in week three. And we are looking forward to CFL football coming up. Just to recap, Edmonton at BC, Montreal at Calgary, Winnipeg at Toronto, Ottawa taking on Cody Fajardo and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And that's going to close our show for today. And we are out this week on that note.
1: Yeah, enjoy week three. Let's get some more football in us. We're close to college in the States. We're close to NFL we're close to U Sports Camps opening up. We are within a month now. I know the OUA posted one month soon. So soon. We're waiting. We're getting there. You bumped heads with Michael Folds and talked to him a bit. I'm sure he's amped up and fired up, ready to go. So uh, I'm I'm really excited for this. We're getting down to it. We're getting into a full season. We're getting more football action week by week, more news. Please enjoy. Enjoy responsibly if you are gambling, if you're drinking, if you're at stadiums drinking. Don't end up like the Rams and Chargers fans throwing punches and haymakers in the end zone. Be responsible. If you have a mask, wear a mask if it's required. Don't try and gyp the rules by having it under your nose. Let's just be adults. Let's be grown-ups. And let's be fans, first and foremost, okay? So good to have football back. Can't wait until I can see TD Place on Labor Day weekend against the Alouettes. Uh, Jake Wanneke is going to bring me a touchdown. I know it. But as we get going, don't forget to head over to Fox 40 and check out their close vicinity line of products, Uh, coaching boards, whistles, electronic gators, and more. Use code CFP15 for 15% off your order as you get back to playing with the worldwide leader in whistle tech.
0: And if you are going to be having a beverage or two Over the course of the weekend, you might as well be drinking Sawdust City because they're amazing. Sawdust City Brewing Company offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door so you can keep that fridge stocked all season long. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more about those Butter Tart Ales, the Tropical Storm Mimosa IPA. Or the oh. amber that they just dropped as well. We will let you guys know on that because
1: I'm very intrigued by it. The can looks smooth. It's got like a black, a little bronze-ish.
0: Oh, it looks hat. nice. I'm excited for the butter tart ale, though, honestly. Like, you I know am, what?
1: Let's not kid ourselves. Oh. We're, we're waiting on the tropical storms. Those have been slapping every time they release one. This is the latest, and I am ready to get going and crack one open later on today.
0: Yeah, we absolutely are going to have to be doing a taste test later on today. But this August, if you want to get your hands on SADA City, you can use the exclusive promo code provided to you by CFP. So use CFL during checkout to receive free shipping on all orders over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only, and you must be legal drinking age to do so. That wraps up the week for us. We are out.
1: As always, you guys know where to find us too, at Connor R. O'Neill, at Wade Zank, at CF Perspective. Go back and check out DT defending his hot take-ish, not really hot take, but got people riled up, saying the Ottawa Red is still last in the power rankings. On Wednesday, on Tuesday, you can hear our thoughts on it, as well as our breakdown and award that's given out for the last week. Monday, you get your weekly recap from Marshmallow. And now it's football time after our episode. So late game tonight, all the way out on the West Coast. Shirt will be electric from BC Place. Enjoy the weekend.